You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Crew, this is Mark Haddenmaker coming to you from the Comancheria. Today, let's talk a little bit about conditioning, old school combat conditioning, and we'll take a little sojourn with Roman centurions and bring it up to an early sport called pedestrianism. See how it ties into uh, some of this indigenous uh, magic we get to called warrior walking that allows you to do some cardio without having to pound the pavement to crush your knees and grind the hips to dust. All right, now... Again, this is best viewed as a companion piece to many of the offerings we've done on Warrior Walking. And I'm going to put a link on the show notes. So if you're interested in such things, you can go over there and listen to the other podcast episodes. You'll see some blog essay support materials for such a thing. But anyway, as we should know, we're talking about conditioning. And whenever I say walking to people, people just think, uh, for the most part, you, you don't picture it being for combat. You don't picture it for being for boxing and wrestling, for MMA, for hybrid fighting, for combination fighting. That's because we've got the wrong picture in our hand. Now, walking, when performed correctly, has copious endurance records. I'm sure we can imagine that. That is accounted upon account of astonishing distance that are traveled. Not a lot of us can picture that, but be these records scrupulously observed and sanctioned by various organizations or anecdotal accounts of tremendous distances covered in remarkable time by warriors or explorers of the past and present. Now, for some, these endurance feats raise very few huzzas in present-day society. You know, as the fashion is for speedier endeavors, you know, hit training. We can see the big badass sprint all the time. And this has overtaken the exercise fashion that used to be, which is, uh, it was these huge feats of endurance. But it wasn't just that. It was the speed. So when we're talking about warrior walking, you don't have to be throwing in speed. Well, as a matter of fact, our warrior walking unleaded program uh, really asks no more than from you for 30 minutes a day. You're like you're allowed to do more. Clearly, you, it's up to you. I'm not your dad. But 30 minutes with the way the protocol we're talking about, we'll, we'll get the job done. Now, in former times, these endurance walkers, be they Apache lopers or practitioners of the, port, of the sport called pedestrianism, were held in awe. And now today, it seems many require the other extreme. Again, we need that the speed to attract the notice. With that in mind, let us look at uh, to the record book for the instances where both speed and distance were exhibited in remarkable capacity. And we're going to be looking at these feats. We're going to be talking about records. I'm going to wait to let you know right now. I'm not going to read out a ton of records to you. And actually, in the show notes, I'm going to let you go over there and take a look at them black and white so you can see the exact distances that were being run, uh, who ran them, and, and the speed. And it's, it's absolutely remarkable when we're talking about This is just walking. This is something that you and I have, are doing probably almost every moment. <laughs> Again, when we're looking at these records, though, we will only be looking at official records so we can be sure that no subjective legend has intruded. Uh, with that said, uh, you know, I'm, so I'm, I'm saying these were actually recorded with uh, you know, timekeepers around and uh, adhering to some of the amateur athletic union rules uh, for observation uh, and verification as opposed to just going, I was there that day, did it, and I saw it, and it's for reals. So... Uh, also, with that said, though, we can't discount many of the other feats of uh, warrior walking prowess because uh, many of the feats of the Indian runners, which were actually walkers, that's were recorded by the military men, U.S. Cavalry. These guys were making official reports. These men were not subject to exaggeration. They had to have specificity and accuracy in their material, but since uh, these were not sporting records, we'll leave those out for now. We can discuss that another day. So I, unfortunately, I've got to leave out so many of the uh, 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 the Comanche and the Apache and the Kiowa and Shoshone, so many of the others that... Ha- 
have influenced what warrior walking is, but again, since those were military records, not sporting records, boom, out. We will also only look at records pre-1910. Okay, now why that cutoff date? Because prior to 1910, we were close to the form of walking. We're calling warrior walking with all its gliding, posterior extension, pendulum relaxation, so as a slingshot and other mechanics at work. After that date of 1910, more of the new style of walking commences. It's actually what we think of uh, Olympic race walking begins to intrude. Whenever many of us think fast Olympic race walking, we see this heel toe, really big pendulum swing in the hips, and it has, it can have an unusual look if uh, you're new to it. And, uh, I've, uh, some people can you know, mock it, but you know, it, it gets the job done, but that's stride. It's not what we're talking about. Pre-1910 that hasn't really intruded yet. Now, race walking, uh, uh we're talking about the Olympic race walking has more of an anterior stride extension, which is anathema to warrior walking. And it has increases contralateral, uh, contralateral swing amplitude. Again, anathema, and it allows for a uh, Trindlenburg hip shift. That's like another, no, no. And an increase in impact forces. Again, uh, race walking, if you're one of those to do it, great, good stuff, good on you. But that's not what we're doing here with the warrior walking. This uh, pre-19 view uh, allows us to keep our eye on the true old school way rather than blending in the technique that we see today when we see the race walkers or fitness walkers. Okay, let's start with a few definitions. And we're going to talk about step, stride, and pace. Step, what we all do when we put one foot in front of the other. Yeah, not rocket science there. A stride is an educated step. That is a step with a tactical and technical deliberation. That's not what most of us do. And there are various strides because if we get over the skulking work, we're trying to stalk prey or evade an enemy or set up an ambush. There are various ways to alter the stride. To make this happen, there's also different strides for eyes. There's different strides for moving up and down uh, elev- uh, uh, declivities, uh, acclivities and, and through scree and such. So strides, educated step, and they can change according to whatever environmental or tactical needs are. And the third uh, definition we need, <clears throat> excuse me, is pace. The, that is the rate at which we step or stride. That is our walking speed. Now, contemporary average walking speeds. We're talking about today. <clears throat> We're staying away from the uh, 1910. Excuse me for clearing my throat there. That's rude. Anyway, the following material is taken from a 2020 study called Walkability Index for Elderly Health, a proposal. And the uh, the authors are listed in the uh, show notes there. But it's, it's, it's some great scientific research here. But we're going to break it down a tiny bit of an uh, uh, a summary from it gives us a view of average walking speeds over a lifetime of people here in the 21st century. That's me and you. I want you to notice how these speeds decline. Uh, also notice the study only addressed the speed of walking uh, on the decline, not likewise the amount of walking done. We're all walking way less than it used to be done. Uh, now we kind of pat ourselves on the back. We go, I got my steps in it. If I got 10,000 to 15,000 steps, we think we're, you know, we're wizards. And then, uh, you know, in the old days, you're going, what are you kidding? You want to get counting your steps. Why would you even do that? And you don't have to quantify it in that manner. And then, you know, too, we should be walking more. This is only t- taking into speed accounts. Uh, so. Here we go. By the uh, oh, also by the way, keep in mind many of the warrior walking feats that are going to be recorded that were recorded in the 18th century were by men and women in their 60s and above. Some were in their 80s and 90s. So, I want you to think about this. We're comparing the average walking speeds for people today. Now, below the age of 30, the average walking speed unimpeded is three miles per hour. It's about a 20-minute pace. 
When we get to 30 to 39, that speed begins to decline over age to 2.8. Not much of a drop-off. 40 to 49, speed goes to 2.8. Same as the 30 to 39. So we got that 20-year area where we're holding steady. 50 to 59, we're starting to drop into 2.75. You're thinking, ah, too, too bad of a decline. 60 to 65, that's a 2.7. 65 to 70, that's 2.1. Walking rates start going way down. Now, there's no data for 70 and above, but what we do see that trend there, an all-time low below the age of 30, uh, where we're walking uh, uh, three miles per hour, and we start you know, shaving off time from there. Uh, that's usually due to the fact clearly we're aging, but a lifetime of uh, poor technique or, or sedentary uh, uh, habits over a lifetime, yeah, we, we do... Uh, that happens also injuries accrue now the study authors note that there are huge benefits to walking regular walking even at low rates uh, walking seems to i'm going to give you a little long bullet point list of things they say that helps out and this is it improves circulation increases life expectancy improves mood strengthens muscles there's some weight loss or at least weight maintenance there's joint support increased bone density improved de uh, sleep it seems to have decreasing effect for alzheimer's risk and and other uh, mental decline Improved breathing, increased stamina. And the warrior walking material, we echo these benefits, plus a few others that are mighty specific to the warrior walking manner. These additional benefits are not insignificant. All right, now let's talk about, we've already talked about step, stride, and pace. And there's a bit of confusion that can come in here. The average step length of the so-called average man is, is an assumed 30 inches. This can uh, become more granular to get to a point about walking mechanics. When a man began, when uh, humans first began quantifying the everydayness that is walking, one of the first measurements to fall under the microscope, so to speak, was step length. In the Roman army, a pace was defined as a unit of length. It was the distance that could be taken with two normal steps, so as the soldier stepped forward, one, two, and, uh, those two steps were a pace. This equaled five Roman feet, or today, that's 58.2 inches. Thusly, we could figure that a single Roman step was 29.1 inches. That's the single step, and that's not far from the assumed 30-inches step that we uh, discussed with the average step is today. So the average Roman soldier height comes in around 66.14 inches, which is around 5.5. Five. Now, it was figured that the ratio of a Roman soldier's step to his height was 29.1 uh, to, uh, uh, to 66.14, which means that ratio was 44%. Now, stay with me for a few moments. This math will go away and start making some sense. Now, average heights have increased since the day of the Roman army, so we can assume that step length would increase as well. But there's actually a complicating factor in trying to use the Roman calculation of height to step. We, we now know uh, anthropometric, uh, uh, me through anthropometric uh, uh, measurements that leg length, on average, increases at a faster rate than does overall height. So it's just because uh, we're getting taller, we're not, not all portions of the body, the torso is not increasing height at the same rate. With this in mind, we may wind up with purported leg to height length disparities that render mere overall height as a single factor in stride useless. So just taking someone's height and saying, oh, your stride should be this kind of prescribe such a thing it's useless it's it's no point in making this work out for us let alone the fact in warrior walking stride length is not the primary driver of increased speed or endurance many people think about when they see uh, sprinters they think they're really stretching out like gazelles or when they see walkers if i want to walk faster they reach more and this is actually completely contradictory to how you want to get this job done as a matter of fact extending the stride and assumption to increase the speed or distance traveled is the complete opposite of the warrior walking approach which brings us to pace or rate of turnover now, you're likely ahead of me here. The gains in speed and chewing up long distances, whether it was be the, the Apache, the Comanche, the Kiowa, all the way through these records we're going to be discussing here, are never 
never acquired via lengthening step or stride. It's always by rate of turnover. That is increasing pace rate. Now, that's why it gets back to those uh, declining uh, walking speeds uh, uh, over the ages when we're talking about that original study. It's so important. If we are walking at the below 30 years age uh, speed of an assumed 3 to 3.5 miles per hour, and uh, we are of average height, we're looking at a pace of 120. That's hundred. Uh, that is uh, one step uh, per half second to achieve that 3.5 miles per hour. So that puts us at covering a mile in 17 minutes and eight seconds. Again, stay with, I know math's tough when you're just hearing it thrown at you, but it'll make sense here. Turnover is key, but pace turnover is not increased via increased activation of the hip flexors or quadriceps to the anterior portion of the stride because stride length is not the way. So what we're saying often when people think, oh, I need to walk faster, they start doing everything from the anterior chain. The, the hip flexors, the work, the, they start reaching and the quadriceps are working and so on. Uh, warrior walking is not fired by additional gastrocnemia. It's the calf engagement out of the posterior chain side. This would cut off the active relaxation yin-yang of the stride, which means a lot of people also think they need to have these calves really working all the time. As a matter of fact, if your calves feel uh, sore or tired after you've done warrior walking sessions, again, it's a great feedback to go, hmm, I'm not getting the technique down. It's time to re-look at the notes, re-look at the video and see what's going on here. Calf work calls for too much work and does not contribute to the ability to sustain high speed over long distance. Warrior walking mechanics are mighty different from the manner of walking, manner of walking we do every day. Subtle, but decidedly different. So, then let's keep the average walking uh, pace per age group in mind as outlined in that 2020 study. And also keep in mind all the other tips we've discussed or alluded to. Now, uh, at this point uh, in the written material, this again, I'll give you the show notes. We provide for you tons of records for distance and miles, for everything from a quarter mile distance to 131 miles. We give you the time that the, uh, the distance was walked. And we also break down to what the miles per hour was. And we give you the athlete. Again, these are all pre-1910. But I'm going to give you a little... Uh, a few tablespoons of the taste test of this sort of thing. Uh, a quarter mile distance of a walk was done at one minute, 22, five, which comes down to a 10.91 mile per hour pace. That's pretty damned remarkable to move that, but let's uh, move this up. We think about uh, a mile. Many people want to break a, you know, a, a run of eight minute mile is kind of average for someone who's putting a, a run in uh, the, uh, Someone who wants to break a five, that's really admirable. We're talking pre-1910. We've got a one-minute mile that was running six uh, minutes, 18.3 seconds. So we're talking walking. That's getting mighty damn close to at a hellacious uh, mile run pace for most people today. So that's a speed of 9.52 miles per hour. Uh, you, we can think of, well, we don't have to go a 5K, which is around three mile, uh, well, yeah, three mile-ish. Well, you know, plus or minus. Let's think about this. Uh, we've got G.H. Goulding doing this in 20 minutes, 49.8 seconds. That's a pace of 8.64 miles per hour. Uh, let's take this out to uh, think about uh, marathoning. Uh, we've got a record here for, uh, and we know this isn't the actual marathon days, but this was a strict 20 miles. We've got uh, Robert Hardy doing this uh, at a pace of 7.57 miles per hour. His time for 20 miles, compare this to ma- marathon times, is 2 hours, 28.37 seconds. That's just a st- Astonishing. Uh, T. E. Hammond is doing distances of 100 and 131 miles an hour, and he's doing all these 100 and 131 under 
uh, a 24-hour period. So uh, he did 100 miles in 18 uh, hours, uh, 4 uh, minutes, 10.2 seconds. He did 131 uh, miles in 23 hours, 57 minutes, 10, uh, 10 seconds. This is absolutely astonishing. There's tons of records on there. And again, I'll give again the link in the show notes because it's probably black and white. It's much easier here. But here's a wonderful comparison to my mind. Let's talk about the 100-yard dash. And it's not really run uh, anymore. But Usain Bolt fastest man in the world that ran the uh the 100 yard dash at 9.14 yard dash 9.14 all right dr harry clink warrior walked this 100 yard dash in 12.3 all right now that is a speed of 16.23 miles per hour over this short haul i repeat Dr. Harry Klink walked the same distance and came in at a time that most people over 40 would be pleased to have run it in. Okay, well, I know 9.14, astonishingly fast, no doubt about it, 12.3. Uh, is that's you? Well, that's a slope, but you go, no, he walked it. And oh, by the way, remember we were talking about how uh, walking speeds decrease over time. By the way, Dr. Clink was 68 years old at the time he set this particular record. Again, there's many, many records of people pushing this distance and speed up through their 60s, 70s, 80s. We got a guy doing it in his 90s. Now, warrior walking, aka the original road work, is not the same breed of cat we all think of as fitness walking and getting your steps in. This is why boxers were using it, wrestlers were using it. Uh, Indian warriors were using this. This is a wild cat of a method. Anyway, if you'd like uh, to see the black and white version of this, I'll put the show notes up there. If you actually like to grab a hold of our warrior walking program so you can get down all the skinnies and then how to do it, we give you two different programs to jump on. Never have to do more than 30 minutes a day. You can do more if you want, but it's gonna it's got some remarkable benefits to it. I can tell you, it's just a different breed of cat. Anyway, take care of yourself, crew. <laughs> Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, extremeselfprotection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like musics. <laughs> <laughs>